0: Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race recap show for season seven, episode eleven, titled "Hello Kitty Girls." My name is Joe Batan from the podcast Catching Up, and I am joined by two amazing co-hosts from the podcast Dubious and Ten Plus. Hey, Kitty Girl, Daniel J. Brewer.
1: Well, hey, Kitty Girl, Joe Batans. How are you this evening? I'm
0: doing just fine.
1: You know, if you were uh, kitty, kitty, if you were Hello Kitty's BFF, what would your
0: name be? Oh, it's, uh, I think I'm gonna go with my old standard, uh, Latina Faye. Ah, huh, nice. It's also my drag name. And from the podcast like And yeah. from the podcast Big Silly Homo and Cocktails and Cream Puffs, please welcome Donna Sugars. Hey kitty girl. Hey
2: kitty girl. Uh, I think I would just stick with Donna Sugars because that sounds like a Hello Kitty character. It really does,
0: actually. That's a good point.
1: Uh, you know, there's always this part of the show where I mentioned the technical th- issues that we were having. So Donna Sugars is actually has gone somewhere to Soviet Russia and is now uh, coming to us via satellite. So there's like this weird delay with the uh, dial-up uh, internet that she has in her house. Sarah, yes, so. I,
2: I've gone to hang out with Katya. <laughs> I've gone to the motherland to hang out with Katya.
1: Well, we will work through it. We will power through it because we are consummate professionals.
0: This week, the girls play with puppets and don their best Hello Kitty dress-up, Pearl gives us her origin story, and Santino Rice comes back as a guest judge. In the end, Kennedy and Katya go head-to-head, but, much to everyone's dismay, Katya sashayed away. Ladies, any additional thoughts, additional, any initial thoughts on the episode? No! Donna?
2: Ditto. Here's the thing. Here's the Um, thing. I when it comes to that last. Okay, go ahead. No, you
1: go ahead because we have a delay here. So you just go ahead and I'll I'll chime in when you're done.
2: When it comes to that last lip sync, I'm telling you right now, she was overdoing it. She just kept Kennedy was just going to some crazy places, kept overdoing it. Katya was feeling the song and was amazing, and yet somehow no one noticed that fucking Kennedy was just getting crazy with that last song. Like you're overdoing it. That's not how you should be performing it.
1: I completely 100% agree. I, just, I was getting into uh, verbal fights with people in the bar that were saying that Kennedy just knocked it out and that she, just, she really turned it out. I was just like, no, that was so not appropriate for that song. She was, she was like doing a, a state. You know, the object of lip sync is for us to believe that you were singing the song, not for you to be a cheerleader on the sideline doing a dance to the song, which is all she was doing. However, that being said, as you guys may remember from the last episode, I said that I was going to go and see Katya this past Thursday. So it was especially yeah. horrible to me because I just saw, I met Katya this past Thursday. I talked to her. I even like, said, I'm so glad that you're in the top five. I really, really hope you're in the top three. And I just now it kills me the fact that she knew that she wasn't and she had to like sit there and smile at me as I said that. So I'm sorry, Katya. I, she also says she doesn't listen to podcasts. So I know she doesn't listen. So you're like, Oh, no, we don't listen to those things.
0: Because they don't want people to say that mean a, things. If there was a podcast that was about me, I would totally listen to that podcast.
1: Yeah, but the thing is, there. They, so I'm not saying that uh, all of them. She's just she, self-esteem-wise, she doesn't read the internet and she doesn't uh, listen to the podcast. That's all.
0: What I guess is it's sort of a smart move. So
1: anyway, no, I was just, I was, uh, I don't know. We we can get into it later. Go ahead and let's just uh, talk about this train wreck of an episode.
0: It did sort of feel like they eliminated the the person who should have been the winner of the whole show.
2: Yes.
1: Now, I know that we on this show have decreed that the editing is the third rail, right? We don't talk about the editing because it's the third rail. However, I'm going to break that right now, and I'm just going to say, everyone who has said this season that the queens are not as good or that that they just don't feel like they have as talented of of contestants this year and everything, that is 100% the editor's fault. And by that, I mean that your job as the editor of a pre-recorded reality show is to make the final group palatable to make the final group compelling. So they knew who the final three were before they ever did any editing on that first episode. So the editors have just done a completely shitty job because we are now left with four final people that I don't give a shit who wins. It's like it matters not to me. I have no emotional investment in any of these uh remaining characters other than Ginger who I hate. And based on the way they've been doing the shitty editing, she's going next week. So it's basically gonna be, you know, Flause Da, and uh and Violet basically left so it's just like whoever the editor is oh, i should just
0: going next week i'm
1: just saying if if the editors hold true right everyone who's been remotely interesting editing wise oh, know, narrative oh, wise has gone I home too early so it's like you know everyone's like oh ginger's gonna win because look she's such a you know a, a loud and it's just i'm sorry it's like i know katya is really funny and everything but if if she's not in your final three then you should have been pulling more narrative clips from those final three because i feel like i don't know any of those final three you know any of the any of the final queens other than ginger i don't know any of the rest of them
0: very well at all after trixie's elimination ginger washes off trixie's lipstick mirror message
2: what the fuck just happened hashtag girl bye. thanks pearl stay plastic spoiler alert trixie mattel doesn't win lol
0: in this clip, Ginger shares her feelings about Trixie's departure.
3: It really hits home when I see Trixie's message. I'm sad that she's the one that I had to send home. You didn't send her home. But I'm happy that I'm still here.
0: Bitch, you didn't send her home. <laughs> right, sorry, go ahead. Around the workroom table, Ginger wonders if Violet's lip sync number is looming.
3: Does it scare you? Being the only one here who has not had to lip sync yeah. this year. So y'all think my time is coming? No, I'm not saying that. just want to see your lip sync, girl, because I haven't seen it this whole season.
2: Really, girl?
4: Ginger, how does it feel to have a weakness? I feel like you've been really strong this entire competition. But I feel like I really got to see your weakness this week.
3: I've got plenty of weaknesses, girl. What you guys don't see is every time that I go home, I sob like a fucking baby, and then I come back in with my game face on. Never...
0: Now, Daniel, I know you're a huge Ginger fan, so that's why <laughs> I pulled those two clips. What, what were your thoughts on what we've just learned about Ginger right there?
1: Uh, uh, first of all, she didn't send Trixie home. Trixie was uh, went home badly. Anyway, uh, I don't – I'm saying. you know what? They uh, Never mind. My point is it's not like you drastically outshone her on the ellipsing for your life thing. It was just the luck of the draw. Um but the thing, I I don't know. I don't know what I think about it. We're supposed to believe that she goes back. She can't even manage to get any moisture in her eye when she's fake crying. So I don't know that she, I believe that she goes back to her hotel room every night and sobs.
2: Donna? I don't think she's capable of crying. <laughs> I, I think that she's like a reptile and they don't have the ducks for that.
1: Oh my God, she is but from Gatorland. I've land. never
2: seen a fat reptile, so.
1: <laughs> I've seen some really big crocodiles in my life.
0: You know, uh, Speaking of the editing, and I probably get more into this later, is I think I kind of feel sorry for the editors at this point because I feel like these girls, the five of them, and you can really see this in Untucked, they really like each other. There is no ill will among any of them with each other, and they're trying to build up this false drama. I don't even think that was that big of a deal. What Ginger said to Violet, and they try to make it seem like, oh my god, can you believe she just threw that shade at her? Right. But it sort of feel like it was, it was, it was considered a serious question at the time
1: yeah and I, I i don't give them any slack for this because they do these confessionals every couple of days like after they get finished recording right they do these confessionals yeah. every couple of days there are assistants and there are promotion you know production assistants and stuff that sit there and ask them questions repeated we're they're asked a hundred more questions than we ever see them answer on the air right we are, are asked to give more uh, a narrative than we ever see so it's like if if it's not enough, then it's your fault. You should be asking more pointed questions. You should be, keep them in that seat until they give you what you want. Sorry.
0: The next day, Katya gives a little backstory to her character's Russian origin and Ginger wonders if anyone else speaks in another language just before the Rue signal interrupts. After her video message, Rue enters the workroom and explains this week's mini challenge.
5: So for today's mini challenge, it's your chance to prove it with puppet (laughs) because why because Because everybody loves puppets see
0: each girl selects a puppet at random made to represent the boy version of one of the other contestants using supplies from the fabric planet wall the girls drag up their puppets and perform a routine in this clip violet performs a routine with the katya puppet
4: oh wow and who do we have here that looks just like hi i'm katya slava is that russian are you from russia no.
3: <laughs> go you, Katya. I can't wait to see more from you. Yeah, I can't wait, too. I'm going to go smoke something. Mess.
0: <laughs> Next, Katya has a conversation with the ginger puppet.
4: Hi, what's your name? I'm Ginger Minge, and I'm from Leesburg, Florida. That's about three minutes north of Gatorland, which is where I learned how to do my makeup. <laughs> oh, wow. So, alligators taught you how to do your makeup? Yeah, you see here? I just spray my forehead black and let it drip down, and then I just blend that into my cheeks.
0: Wow, that's revolutionary. (laughs) And here, Ginger performs a routine with the Violet Puppet.
3: Violet, you know, I think your name, Violet Tchotchke, is very interesting. Where does that come from? Well, I wanted to figure out what was beautiful and completely worthless. A tchotchke! (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to train myself with this corset. I'm really trying to get down to two inches. Why haven't you gotten there yet? Because your fucking wrist is so fat and shoved inside me, and I'll never get down to two inches.
5: (laughs) And see. Oh, my
3: God.
0: (laughs) In the end, Rue judged Ginger and the Violet Puppet to be the winner of the mini-challenge. Ladies, what were your thoughts on this mini-challenge? Donna.
2: Frankly, when it came to... I know Ginger won, but the only reason she won is because she was self-deprecating. Like, the voice that she gave her Violet was stupid, and the only <laughs> thing funny about it was her fat hand up the puppet's ass.
1: I'm going to uh, do that rare thing that I do, although it's not the only time I've done it. I'm going to give Ginger credit. For coming up with the uh, uh, something that was pretty and useless line, that that was something that didn't seem like you could have pre-canned ahead of the competition, and uh, you know the the hand up the uh, the thing. Although would they have done the puppets before? But uh, so I I I think all in all, Ginger kind of had to win that competition because as much as I love Katya, she couldn't quit moving the mouth of the puppet uh, even when Katya was supposed to be speaking, not the puppet. And uh, Leesburg, Florida is nowhere near Gatorland. Gatorland is closer to, like, uh, Tampa than Leesburg. Anyway, uh, and uh, you know, the rest of them just really sucked. I noticed she didn't pull Pearl and Kennedy's because they both really sucked, too.
0: Well, also because they were very visual. But, you know, do, do you think perhaps that uh, – this is what I was sort of thinking. All of them actually seemed too good, too sharp, too tight. To the point – um, do you think the writer, the writers sort of gave him like, a script or a guideline, like – here are some jokes and maybe you should use these because they had to come up with these looks in a short amount of time and the jokes were just too solid too there, Eh, you know,
1: either that or they talked while they were making their outfits and stuff. You got to figure they probably took a good 30 minutes to an hour to make those outfits and stuff. And they were all sitting there talking and whatnot. So they could have helped each other come up with lines. Like I I know at one point Katya said something like, well, the the trick to capturing uh, me is to, uh, to capture my smell visually. So, okay. I, I love that one. I but know. I mean, yeah, they could have talked. I think that and also I haven't been over to logotv.com to see the full puppet performance.
0: Oh, it, yeah, it could have been it could have been like three or four
1: thing. minutes each, and that was just the best 30 seconds of it.
0: So that's a very good point. Uh Donna, do you have anything else to add? I'm gonna go
2: behind the waterfall and I'm gonna to talk about behind the scenes because I have a feeling when it comes to these challenges when they've got a very short amount of time to do something. It seems like they do a lot of shit really quick. Like, you can somehow make this puppet look amazingly like this person, but you can't make a dress in two days, which makes me think that they have more time and that the show is just saying, oh, you have 30 minutes.
0: Well, you know, I actually pulled clips for this show. You know, so I have to watch the show like four times. And when I was writing the script, I initially wrote, you have 20 minutes or whatever. And then I listened to it and Brew never says an amount of time.
1: Yeah, on that challenge I didn't, so.
0: So they may have had a significant... I actually think this is one of those challenges, and there's some challenges like this. I think the dancing challenge was like this, where they have more time than the usual. Like, this was probably like a three-day challenge rather than a two-day. Because how would you put together... This is one of the few challenges where they had to actually make a dress and then make another look. How would you pull that off in a day? Yeah. So maybe they had a little bit more time to play around. Um. Okay.
2: To go to well, hold on, I'm sorry. Just to go a little farther behind the waterfall, and I'm gonna make reference to a podcast who got a cease and desist. Um, there is certain things that I, there are times that I do not think that these girls are doing all the work themselves, and that's all I will say. I will say that maybe they're getting more help than is being led on to. Is that I don't disagree. Like make sense vague enough that we won't get a cease and desist
0: <laughs> well yeah. why would we get a cease and desist we weren't part of the show yeah we don't have any we could say okay. whatever we want yeah
1: none of us none okay. of us have signed well, in then,
0: fine I'm gonna
2: make reference to okay so on another podcast uh, when they were talking about drag you that there was a one of them one of a uh, podcast listener that I love was on drag you and she talked about the fact that those dresses are made that it's just like okay when the camera comes to you look like you're cutting but The dress was made by fucking some seamstresses weeks ago. Like, Mm -hmm. so I'm really wondering how much is like assisted. It's like, okay, now just glue some shit on there. Like here, here's the done puppet. Just glue some stuff on it.
1: I do know from the Q&A with Katya the other night that the, in the tuxedo challenge where they had to do the half dress, half tuxedo, the half boy, half man, you know, half boy, half drag look, um, that they were given tuxedos in their side that had a nude half on it and then they just had to Mm -hmm. glue their dress over the top of the nude half so it's like in other words it was it was already cut and measured for them and then which
2: makes sense because they were all in that same elastic faux tux right exactly
1: so it just had a spandex like nude side on it. And that was the side they had to cover with whatever dress that they were going to do. So you could have gotten away with just hot gluing it on there, like taking one of your dresses and just hot gluing it on there or whatever. It wasn't like you had to sew it, you know, do a perfect seam down the center of it and stuff like that. So when you get things like that, you know, that, you know, that wouldn't take as much time as you would think, right? It wouldn't take as much time for me to just glue it onto something that's already there
0: as opposed to, uh, you
1: know, it's like paint by numbers as opposed to just sitting down and painting.
0: Interesting. Let's go into the main stage Maxi Challenge. Rue immediately goes into an explanation. And to help her introduce the challenge, Rue calls in the one, the only, Hello Kitty. The girls go crazy and Rue lets us in on the details.
5: Now for this week's Maxi Challenge, you'll be designing and creating your very own Runway Eleganza. Using products provided by Hello Kitty herself. Hashtag Hello Kitty Girl.
0: (laughs) Rue explains that although the contestants just as need to use Hello Kitty items, the final look needs to represent their individual style. Although Ginger got a head start as the winner of the mini challenge, she vented about her frustration with the challenge. In her confessional, she foreshadows the inevitable final showdown.
3: I have had my fill of these damn design challenges. Please don't make me so again.
0: This is the part of Drag Race
3: I don't like. Kennedy's stressed about this challenge. Katya seems stressed about this challenge. These bitter old ladies got a lot of work cut out for them. Take your Metamucil girls. This is going to be a rough one.
0: Now, here's the thing. Because I've always wondered this, and maybe this speaks to what Donna was saying earlier, but for Ginger saying that she can't sew, with the exception of the Siamese twin challenge, her dresses look, yes, I know they're glued together, but constructed in a way that looks like someone who knows what they're doing. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. You still have to cut the material. Yeah. You still have to... No, I would yeah. imagine the sewing would be sort of the easiest part, actually.
1: I, I agree. I think the Hello Kitty, because you could see it more clearly in pearls, because she had the bikini on. So the Hello Kitty, they got a head and a full cat bodysuit, you know, a full white cat bodysuit underneath it, and, okay. and the hands and the feet. So, like Violet, you know, when they said that she like people liked her boots or whatever, those were just purple, vel- you know, felt ribbons glued onto the already done cat boots you know that they had. So it's like, for the Hello Kitty challenge, yeah, I mean, they, they use markers and paint and stuff to do the faces and to draw on the, the cow nose and, and the, the yellow teeth and stuff like that. But it's not like they had to sew the, those dresses. It was like they they already had a, a thing. They could have just put a dress over it because they could have just put one of their dresses over it, right?
2: But yeah. they did have to sew their own dresses that they wore as themselves. Correct, correct. Which... If you like what he's saying, if you look at Ginger Minge's dress, for someone who doesn't sew, that was pretty well made. Well, I think it's TV well
1: made, and here's here's my belief on that because they were all gluing accessories all over it. Other than Pearl, who just apparently just went and wore a slanket, but they all like were just uh, you know like gluing these accessories. I think really this was they they took a basic dress from their wardrobe and then accessorized it. And then that panel that Ginger was cutting out was not a wide enough panel to make a dress, but it was a wide enough panel to glue over the front of a dress.
0: Oh, you know what? I think you're right. I think I think Ginger references that when Santino is doing the walk around with Rue, and says, "Do you have some sort of basic form? Yeah, form." And then uh, Ginger says something to the effect of, "Yeah, I have a basic dress with some padding in it." Right. So maybe you're right. Okay, that makes sense. So then, why is sewing such a big deal? I'm sorry, let me go back.
2: Let me just yeah. clarify what she was talking about. Is he was talking about padding? Padding is completely different from what Daniel is saying. He has a pair of Spanks that have the hips built into them. So instead of him having to put on Spanks, put in the pads, put on all the layers of pantyhose, he has one thing that he puts on. Now he's got hips and an ass. Um, what Daniel is saying is that he probably took one of his own dresses, cut out that panel, and, and glued that panel to his own dress. Yes.
1: I am saying that. And I know that in Untucked, Pearl makes a reference to Ginger using all the hot glue on her dress.
0: Oh, OK.
2: But once again, that if dress it, was pretty well made.
0: We asked this of Donna the other uh, a few episodes ago, but it's the same thing. It's like, you know, you're going to go on Drag Race or you're applying. So you, you're thinking, I'm going to be on this show. How hard is it just to learn a basic seam on a, just to sew? Just, not to be, you know, Project Runway style, no. just to be watch, able to sew.
1: Watch a YouTube video on how to thread a sewing machine and use it.
2: it. It's easy to figure out. A sewing machine is not hard to use. It's a very simple thing to use. It is when people think that it is harder than it is that they fuck it up. And I've seen the machines they're using. They're using very basic machines. They're using machines that you would buy a child... When you're teaching a child how to sew, Uh yeah, they're not
1: Mm -hmm. they're not like Husqvarnas or anything. They're basically just singers, I think, just basic basic sewing machines.
0: Oh, Singer isn't a good sewing machine?
1: No, no, no. But I mean, they have Singer is a. a, I don't know that this Singer. I'm just saying when I say Singer, I just mean that I say generic. Like Singer has many brands. Singer has some high end sewing machines, but they also have a very basic model that they sell at Walmart.
0: Yeah, yeah. Back in the workroom, the girls stress about their looks as Rue enters the room. We'll do it again. Back in the workroom, the girls stress about their looks as Rue enters the room with a familiar face.
5: Hello, hello, hello. Hi. Look who's back. Hi. Oh, my God. It's Santino. He's here to help you with your Hello Kitty Eleganza.
3: Santino Rice walks through that door, and I flood my basement, bitch. That is one sexy man
0: as Rue and Santina Flo- visit each of the Flood queens
2: basement, huh? <laughs> yeah.
0: we'll come back to that I think we need to have
2: some toxic disposal after that flooding
0: as I think there Santina- are many
2: men who perished in the waters <laughs>
0: As Rue and Santino visit each of the queens, Rue gives advice, and Santino seems to just echo what Rue says. Apart from some flirting with Violet, the walkthrough seemed pretty uneventful, until Rue gathered the girls around and dropped a surprise.
5: In addition to your Hello Kitty eleganza, you need to create a second look. That's right, you need to turn yourself into a character that Hello Kitty would be proud to call her new BFF.
0: Okay, let's tackle first the Santino thing. Am I wrong that he is not an attractive man? Uh,
5: you
1: know, I, as a as an older gentleman, uh, yes. I am often hit on by people who I believe are far too cute for, uh, you know, way outside of my league. So I've just come to realize that no, everyone has someone, and then like to a lot of people, Santino is uh, very attractive. He has—I don't know if you've seen him work in some of his workout photos on Instagram. I mean, he has a rockin' body now. I
0: mean, oh, has, I believe he has yeah. a really good body. There's something very though, like Jafar from Aladdin. <laughs>
1: but some people but, uh, like that. Like I'm just saying, there, there's somebody for everybody out there, Joe. And it's after it's,
0: going uh, through the Holocaust. So Jafar <laughs> goes through the Holocaust, and then like they, also, girl, RuPaul is a tall man, and he towers over RuPaul. He does. He does he's a tall drink of water
2: well since you're an old man um and since you're a man of a certain age and i am a man with uh, very very low standards um i will say that for me santino is unfuckable <laughs> and even if he was offering i'd probably still say nah it's okay
0: really it's it's also not even just the look though. There's an awkwardness about him. Like like the way he was like following Rue and repeating whatever Rue said and it seemed like he was trying too hard. There was there was a very it, was, so it wasn't just the physicality of it cuz I actually I'll admit something. I remember thinking he was kind of attractive when he was on Project Runway. But I.
1: It was like. 15, it was a bad season. It was like fifteen yeah, was really, years ago.
0: It was a really weak season. Yeah, and he was thicker then and yet younger. But uh, but you know I don't think he looks that much older than he was when he did on uh, Project Runway. Anyway, the point is, um, I, I I I just feel like he's a really awkward, trying too hard person. It looked like, it seemed like someone who had gotten fired and was trying to win their job back by impressing their boss.
2: What I will say is, and this is funny because I was watching this show with Joey Hacker. Uh, our our friend, your co-host uh, from Cocktails and Cream Puffs. My co-host, yes, uh, from Cocktails and Cream Puffs, and um, he walks in, and both of us, without skipping a beat, say, "Why?" It's like here's Santino, and we both look at each other and just go, "Why?" I don't really understand why he is there. He probably like, still <laughs> had a
1: contract. Probably had a still con- had a contract with World Wonder, and they just like they're paying him anyway, so
2: they basically brought him in. I don't know. I mean, I understand why they brought back the, the one from the Merle Ginsburg, because the challenge was kind of about her. Like, does, does Santino have some weird agreement with Hello Kitty that they that he had to be there?
0: Uh, everyone knows that Santino and Hello Kitty are like this. <laughs> so, of course, they're going to bring back. It makes total sense for Santino be, to be there. Maybe it was people who look like shit day, because I'm going to tell you something. We'll get, I, we'll get to this. But Rebecca Romaine looked awful.
2: How dare you? Shut your mouth. Let's talk about that giant horse of a woman who was pregnant next to her.
0: (laughs) Continue on. Uh, Back in the workroom, the girls struggle to figure out how to pull off their second look. This leads to some anxiety for Katya. I'm not even
4: finished with my first outfit, and now I have to make an entirely new character and outfit to go with it. And I have no idea what it is. (gasps) The other girls have no idea what's happening in my mind right now because I am a master of hiding my turbulent emotions, but I am flipping the fuck out. I just feel like I'm fucked. Yesterday I had a total panic attack. Last night I started working on my Hello Kitty BFF character and thank God I love what I'm coming up with, but I have to finish my main stage outfit and I have like no time.
0: No, Daniel, you're the resident Katya expert. Does she address her anxiety during her live Q and A? Because we never got to see. I'm not, and I'm, I believe her uh, as someone who suffers from anxiety. I often hide it when I'm in uh, mm-hmm. in public. Mm-hmm. But um, does she address this or what's her no. story? Well, she
1: she does a lot of jokes about it,
0: basically in in her her little live uh, Q and A,
1: kind of like her little shtick there. Um, she is exactly the same in person as you see in the confessionals. She is flighty uh amazing uh, wonderful and just uh funny as hell she's she's just she's crazy the thing that you don't get out of the confessionals that you get when when she's standing in front of you is she she does not stand still so she she's not just making these crazy comments and like moving her hands around she's like walking and pacing and and, like twirling and stuff she's uh she's
2: she's called withdrawal daniel
1: she's amazing (laughs) she is amazing i love her so hard
2: i do
0: too she's great I was gonna say it seemed like the behavior of a drug addict. Do you think did you get a sort of druggy feel from her, Daniel? No, not at all.
1: She was drinking Red Bull and uh, she was actually sick that night. She she had some mucinex.
0: And uh, do you want to tell us about the show now? So she did. All, how long was the Q and A beforehand?
1: All right. So here's what happened. All right. So I went uh, to Providence, Rhode Island, which is about uh, an hour and a half away from from me. I went with Veronica and and one of her friends, uh, Sam. And so we we all go. We pile into the old car and we head to Providence, Rhode Island. And uh, Veronica decides that uh, she wants to try to get into the drag show because they do an amateur drag before uh, Katya performs. So like right at 10. And so, yeah. Uh, so uh, Veronica is getting into drag as we're screaming down 95. Uh, she's like getting in. There's like duct tech noises and things coming from that side of my car. And uh, she's like uh, getting all in drag as we're driving up there. So we get there. Uh, she's, she makes, you know, she makes it into a full drag. We get there, we walk in and then she signs up for the amateur thing, which we didn't know if she could get into or not, but it turns out she could. So then she asks me because she's wearing heels and a dress. She's like, can you go back out to the car and get my CD? And so we parked a few blocks away. And I was like, sure, let me, let me do that. So I set my beard down. And uh, I, I, I turned. I walked out the front door. And I was kind of in a hurry to get out to the car so I could get back. And so I kind of pushed the door open a little bit, you know, in, in, in movement, right? So like I was I was in a rush, pushed the door open, and literally ran into Katya. I mean like full body on, like ran into Katya in boy drag coming into the, into the bar. And mm-hmm. I threw my hands up on my face and went, oh! And then said, "I love you," and then ran away. <laughs> so this this is like this is like her entire. Uh, you know, she's short. She's a very short woman. But it's like, oh really? Uh, yeah. I assumed
0: she was kind of tall.
1: No, and so I was like, I guess in heels she was taller. But yeah, it was just like uh, you know, she like hit me mid chest there. But it was just like so I I ran away, and I was just like, oh my god, I, I, you know, she now thinks that I'm some psychotic person. Uh, so I came. Which you are right. I am. I came back, and then a few like about twenty minutes later, Katya comes over to the bar in drag. And uh, we start, I'm the only one standing there and we start talking and she's amazing. We have a great conversation and then people start coming up and I apparently, I then become the photo guy because everyone's handing me their phone to take a picture of them with Katya (laughs) as if I'm like, you know, the, the background, like here, here, take our picture here, take our picture.
0: So meanwhile, Donna, Daniel did not get a picture with Katya. I
1: did not. I did not get a picture with Katya because, uh, the two people I was traveling with, didn't uh, ever offer to take a picture with me and Katya. Anyway, uh the point But is, I'm
2: sure she untucked long enough for Daniel to blow her. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> wait, who?
1: Katya? No. Uh the so uh then she goes and she does her her QA thing. She gets up there and she does her little Q and A thing. And it wasn't so much a Q and A thing as much well, it was, but it was the drag queen hostess of the evening that was Q and Aing with her.
0: Oh, was it questions from the audience?
1: Well, there may have been questions from the audience that they like called earlier. I don't know, but it was basically a conversation between the hostess drag queen and Katya. And so that's where we found out We found a lot, of, a lot of things she probably talk for about a half hour or so uh, I, I skipped over the whole part of like Veronica did do her number And Katya went out and tipped her Because ta- Katya I'll give it to Katya Katya went out and tipped all the Amateur drag queens that were performing She went out and she tipped them all And um, she stayed and watched them And, and she was great uh, And then later she came out and did her number And she just did one number But uh, it was a great number
0: But she came out and did her number and, Oh wait so Katya does her Q&A And then does one number?
1: Well, she does, she did her Q and A and then, uh, the hostess drag queen performed and then another guest drag queen performed and then Katya was like the closer,
0: right? She came. Oh, the I theater. see. What was her number?
1: I don't, it was like a custom mix of some stuff that she had done. So it was kind of oh, li- lip synca ish in the sense that there was, you know, different clips of, of talking in songs okay, and whatnot. But it ended up with her and I, and I, I paraphrase Katya, it ended up with her pounding her vagina into the floor. So. What? You know, doing the split thing that
0: she does. Oh, I yeah, see. So. But anyway, there you go. Well, okay. Well, on the runway, Rue walks the main stage in Japanese-inspired couture and introduces this week's special guest judges, Santino Rice and Rebecca Romaine. Let now. This now we're getting to the looks section of the show, so we're going to really rely heavily. We're going to turn to our looks expert, Donna Sugars. Donna, how was uh, Rue's look this week?
2: I love that dress. I don't know what it's made out of. I don't really care. It looked like fabric, but that uh, I love the color of it. It's I don't even know how to explain it. It's like the inside of a seashell. Like it's this metallic, but oh, it was great. And that wig, like there's like 15 wigs sewn together. That wig is live.
1: If you put your ear up to that wig, you can hear the ocean.
0: <laughs> yes. And Santino Rice, we already discussed him in detail. How did we like Rebecca Romaine?
1: I can't believe you are dissing on Rebecca, uh, Rebecca Romaine. I don't
0: think she. Look, Rebecca Romaine was a beautiful woman.
2: She still is. Still is. Mm I realized that I was getting her confused with last week yes. that had that yes, giant yes. Pregnant... Oh, oh yes. Melissa Milano. Yes, yes. Oh, honey, 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 now's not the time to be on television. Mm. <laughs> she did
1: like all of Project One All Stars like that, though, didn't she? I mean, like. Uh, That's what right, Taylor yeah.
0: Latte yeah. Boy was yeah. saying, yeah. So, uh, all right, moving on. So now the first thing, so we had two looks this week. So the first up, the girls walked the runway as potential best friends for Hello Kitty. Why don't we walk through these? Number one was Violet, and her name was Lavender Trinket, and she was Hello Kitty's frenemy. So she had sort of like a Paris Hilton bitchy kind of cunty vibe to her. Uh, What did you guys think of that look?
2: I didn't get... I really didn't get Frenemy at all from it, it just looked like, uh, it looked like an old-fashioned dress. She was actually really cute. I think out of all of them, she was the most realistic. It yeah, something that you would see in a Hello Kitty universe.
0: I agree. Yeah, I, I think Daniel?
1: I think it kind of started with that. I mean, we don't know what order they came out in, but it seemed like that was the one that Hello Kitty was like, oh, look, it's my friend. Ah. And then the rest of them just progressively got worse and worse. <laughs> like, Hello Kitty was just like, I'm a corporate icon. I'm a corporate logo, for fuck's sake. I can't be seen with this. So it was like.
0: Yeah. Next up was Ginger. She came out as the country cow. I've got to give her credit. She was the only
2: one who didn't do a cat sure like did oh. something different and, and and i have to give her credit for that i just yeah I, I think it's a perfectly fitting animal that she chose a cow yeah
1: and it makes sense right because in a cartoon like if there was a you know you rarely have friends of the same uh like when you're in the animal cartoon realm
0: right mm-hmm. usually the friends are a different species
2: i mean usually a mouse is hanging out with a dog and right. a dog
0: exactly Pearl was Banji beat down from the magic land of Brooklyn.
2: <laughs> I have to say that I think this was probably the the most. I, I as much as I, I I know we're gonna get to Katya's, but I think this one was the worst because it was just so like this is like if the mo, the most lewd people got together and thought of the most lewd cartoon character ever. That's what this one was.
1: To me, it seemed it seemed so lazy because she basically just put a bikini over the the Hello Kitty white cat suit, the, the white felt cat suit. That's basically what she did. And then threw a, a kimono on over the top of it.
2: She pretty much just did her, but yeah. with a bigger head.
0: Katya came out. So all these girls did that. Katya came out, Hello Katya, and she was some sort of like trashy Russian girl. <laughs>
2: she was amazing. I thought it was hysterical. She was the only one who went out there and gave you something hysterical and irrelevant. Like, ir- mm. <laughs> ir- Oh, I can't even say the word right now. Irrelevant.
0: Irreverent.
2: Irreverent. Yes. Thank you. Oh, God. Hello, that out.
1: Hello Kitty loves my, my bad breath.
0: What did you think of it, Daniel? I, I, loved, it. I, I, I
1: loved it. I She's not my girlfriend. I loved it. Uh, she was... Uh,
2: I can he's saving that. himself for Trixie.
0: I know he really. I mean, yeah, Daniel. Who? All right, who wait. Says, let's be. Let's, be, let's
1: hold on. Let's be perfectly clear. I ain't saving myself for nobody. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: It, no. He, doing the he's, worst he's, oh, he's opened and <laughs> wait in waiting for Trixie.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is, is Trixie performing anywhere near you, uh, Daniel? Uh, you know, I tried him. to find yes, that his
2: bedroom on <laughs> Thursday.
0: <laughs> uh, maybe I, we should open up that app that was on cocktails and I tried to find it.
1: I tried to find it, but I could not find it on the app stores.
2: Oh, God, I hope it wasn't removed. Let me check. Anyway, move on. Who's our next one?
0: Kennedy came out as Sweet Hips. Some sort of black girl, like a ghetto black girl. It was hard for me to understand that one.
1: It was so weird because, and I don't, God help me that I'm not going to get this exactly right. Her voiceover alluded to something about eating fried chicken and playing (laughs) on the monkey bars.
0: Yes, it was extremely racist. And (laughs) And I think they even toned that down.
1: It's just like, are you kidding me?
0: Yeah. They clearly toned that down. It, there was a lot going on in that, on that, <laughs> on that black girl, and that they didn't know what to do with it.
2: Let's call Spade a Spade. Kennedy came Oh, you out see? There Kennedy. we
0: go. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh. I don't think that's what that
2: means. Is that racist? No, it's not. It's,
1: <laughs>
0: is it, that, that comes from an older Is it expression? because a
1: spade's black? No, a spade, is speaking of the garden tool, is an old expression. It has nothing to do with color. Anyway, move along.
0: Well, now it's time for Donna's Runway Look Breakdown. And soon that will play.
2: Okay. Yes, girls. Let me start with Kennedy, darling. She reminds me of the roach dress from Hairspray, but with fly. (laughs) Violet is giving you a Playboy bunny on the Jetsons. Katya, it's really if your mom was Catwoman. (laughs) Pearl is giving you taquito realness, hold the guac. And Ginger Minge is the love child of the Pillsbury Go Boy and Minnie Mouse.
0: Back on the main stage, Violet Winch. That was really good, actually. We was... I, I, I didn't talk about this. Yeah. You know um, you know what's so funny is uh, the, the, uh, guest co-host Taylor the Latte Boy is on a show called Pod is My Co-Pilot. And Katya looked like what I imagined Taffy Carlisle Huffington imagined she looks like. It's like the fantasy <laughs> Taffy Carlisle Huffington was Katya's look. <laughs> Didn't you gonna get that impression that like that? So you're saying Taffy's this year, look?
1: this year in Vegas, we should get Taffy to make a Hello Kitty outfit like that with the little I, I severed... wouldn't
0: be surprised if Taffy already owned one. I mean, the <laughs> bitch already has a bacon and eggs dress.
1: Severed Hello Kitty heads around her shoulder piece there, and
0: yeah. And what was the thing with Violet's? What was that thing on her head?
1: That was just a a thing on her head.
0: <laughs> I really did love her look. I'm not gonna lie.
2: The thing on her head was a. The head of one of the Hello Kitty dolls that she just cut off
0: and put on her head.
2: She really wrapped herself in a Snuggie, put a belt on it, and then put a Hello Kitty head on top of her head.
1: No, we're talking about Violet, not, not, so Violet's not, not Pearl. Yeah, Pearl was just. I think
2: you're talking about Pearl. No, Pearl just walked out in a
1: fucking slanket. No, uh, no, Violet had that, uh, that weird thing that she made, like that little, it looked like a mobile that she had deconstructed or something and then put fur on.
2: If it had a mesh net on it, it's like one of those things that you put outside when you're having a picnic so the flies don't get on the food.
0: <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> that is sort of what it looked like. Or, you know, uh, Kennedy had a really good line to know, being like a really fucked up gaydar or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was pretty good. Uh, back on the main stage, Violet wins her second challenge in a row, while a couple of the queens are pointed out for being the weakest in the group. First up, the judges give their critique of Katya, followed by their uh, private deliberation.
5: Next up, Katia.
0: Privia.
4: For your BFF, loved your voiceover.
5: I actually love that you added some international flavor to the meow mix. I thought it was great. <laughs> uh,
1: then we have the look, the eleganza. I'm a bit confused by it because the hair to me doesn't go with the outfit. I think you're giving us hot futuristic space mom who loves Hello Kitty. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I get it? out of my head. <laughs> so, 1960s stunt woman, coerced into prostitution on her way to Fashion Week in Chernobyl. I think you could have taken it even further and really gotten your point of view across a lot better. Thank you. Her Hello Kitty BFF, I happen to love. It was so wrong, it was strong. It was completely hilarious and completely irreverent, and I think drag should do that. There's
2: absolutely
1: no way (laughs) Hello Kitty's allowed to hang out with this Russian hooker. Huh. (laughs) Let's go to the eleganza. I did not like it at all. None of it went together. I actually did sort of get what she was going for with the hairdo and the pearls. I thought it looked like futuristic, like Jetsons.
0: What did you think of their critique, uh, Daniel?
1: You know, just listening back to it here without being distracted by watching it, you know, just listening to the audio, it's like they they by and large liked it. And it's like, you know, it's like this was such a strong Hello Kitty BFF. We really like that. And then, well, I just didn't quite understand her look. Or, it, w- it wasn't like they said, like, oh, my God, it was horrible. It was hideous or whatever. It's just like I just don't understand the judging on the show.
0: Well, I think it's one of these things where – uh, I mean, we're in the... I mean, this it really is the cream of the crop of this season. Say what you will of all drag queens. I'm just saying of this season. This is the cream of the crop. And it's getting more and more difficult to differentiate between the queens. And it could really be anybody. Thank you.
1: I was waiting to see if Donna was going to say it.
2: I will have to... I, I really have to say that I didn't realize how much my beat, my runway look beat down was to what they were judging talking about. Because they mentioned the Jetsons, too. And I'm like, no... <laughs> no, I wasn't copying that. I didn't even realize oh. it. I obviously wasn't paying attention. I'm kind of bum now.
0: Oh, no one thought you fine. were copying them.
2: I would never copy Santino Rice. Ew. <laughs> you got sent home for hose, and you deserved
1: it. Let's clarify here. Neither you nor I, Joe, think that she's stealing it. Joey Buhiker totally would
0: Oh, yeah, Joey Becker's like, oh, Donna stole that. Now, let me tell you this. Um, Now, on RuPaul's own podcast, which goes back, now we're going to go a little bit behind the waterfall, as Donna likes to say. On her own podcast this week, they talked about her confrontation with Pearl. Yes. And Rue talks about how she wanted to unleash on Pearl and be like, bitch, get your fucking bag and get out of here. But then she said, and this sort of tells us where this is going a little bit here is she said, I put on my producer hat and I thought, you know what? This is a really good looking boy and the the fans are going to really like her and I need to keep her around for a while. So, kind of giving you uh, a little of a peek that that Rue does sort of like think it out who she's going to, w- what order people are going to go home, and when they're going to go home, uh, and she, it kind of tells you why Pearl's gotten a little bit of a pass this season.
2: Rue ain't stupid. All right, here is she knows.
1: All right, so this goes back, and again, I'm sorry, third rail here, but this goes back to the editing, right? It's like keep in mind, and I'm going to. I'm, can I go meta for just one second?
0: Yes. In high school. That should squ- be your drag queen name, Meta. It is. I yeah.
1: In high school, I uh, was one of those geeks that did the Rubik's Cube, right, in like 30 seconds or whatever, um, you know, with, mm-hmm. with much practice. Uh,
2: okay, wait. Can you still do that? No, I haven't done them in, in Oh, years. my God. That's hot. I but totally yes, need to no, see you do
1: that. I was, I was actually in a competition. Yeah, you know, I did my turn in mine like uh, a tenth of a second later than the guy that won, so I did mine Oh, like my God. T- that's so hot. Twenty three uh, 23.6 seconds. Anyway, my point is, is that you can take a Rubik's Cube. And, uh, this, this Rubik's cube, right? You can just sit there and kind of spin it around and like, you know, maybe one in a billion chance you're going to get it into the right place. It's not until you have that mental aha that each cube of that Rubik's cube only has one place that it can possibly be like the centers don't move. So it it has to be, you know, this face has to be the same color as the center. And then that means that this corner here has to have these three colors on it because the centers match. It's not until you have that aha moment that you, that you can solve the Rubik's cube. It's, it's the same way with these reality shows, right? It's like if you just like, take the greatest clip every week and throw it together like, and put it up there uh, you know, because Kati was funny and so we're just going to use her narrative or Trixie was funny we're going to use her narrative, then yeah, maybe occasionally it'll come out right where Trixie stays around for a long time. But what's happening this season is like, they're missing that aha moment. It's like the final four should have had much more narrative, should have had a much stronger narrative voice during this season. And it's a completely different show that the editors have to deal with as RuPaul has to deal with. So I guess my point is, is that RuPaul, what they are seeing doesn't have music, doesn't have the same production elements. It's like when Ru says it's time to drag queen for your life on stage, there's not a thunderclap. There's no sound effects. There's no, you know, crazy music or whatever. It's all just there. She watches it and then she makes her decision or talks and makes her decision or whatever. That's their reality. We don't actually see what they see because what we see is part of what they saw, plus commentary on it that was done after the fact by the people that were involved in it telling the story. So we get a much more complete picture than what the judges do. And it's like, I just, I cannot say enough how angry I am at the editors for fucking this up. They're basically children spinning a Rubik's Cube around instead of solving this puzzle. Thank you.
2: That's my meditation. Donna? <laughs> that was hot. I still, I only got half of it, but you know, I have a thing for nerdy men, this is not helping.
0: <laughs> Ooh love match um next the judges evaluate kennedy both in front of I'm her not and in Prankish enough <laughs> well
1: you're in buffalo new york girl
0: you're not that far
2: six and a half hours away
0: oh uh, you've girl you drove an hour and a half to see a drag queen
2: he's kind of like my brother <laughs> like he, he's really true, like yeah. he's that level of friend that he's i acknowledge that he's super sexy but it's at the same time like i know nothing would come of it because he's too much of my friend we are
1: hmm. we're,
0: we're simply next the judges evaluate and kennedy
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh should next i play judge... this clip <laughs> yeah just play the clip i've already introduced everyone knows what i'm talking about
5: next up newark laguardia kennedy i'm so tired Captain of that Point. joke
1: tonight on the runway kind of a miss for me. It's kind of basic what you
5: did on the bodysuit.
4: To cut out all these bows and then sew them on in rows. I thought you were gonna do some kind of amazing flourish.
5: Well, the challenge was to stick to who we are
4: and this is me and I stand by it. I think it could be a little bit more adventuresome for you to try some more ugly. daring what looks. And ugly. I think that transferred over to your Hello Kitty BFF.
5: It was a little bit sassy, but it wasn't enough for me. What kept you from going further with it? I wish I had some creativity like these like these ladies. Well, actually, you, know, actually you do. I'm, no. And that's why no, it's she doesn't. strange for us, because we see you in a way that you're clearly not seeing yourself. Kennedy davenport
1: her character it never delivered she had an idea that just fizzled her couture look was a basic host role outfit that she just glued a bunch of bows and pin cushions to
4: you're going to mutilate a hundred hello kitty dolls and take their bows off and then you're going to use them like that no (laughs) you're not
5: ask hello kitty what she thought about how she used all those bows
0: now you know what let me tell you something Before I go on the show, when I go go to Wikipedia to get the lipstick mirror message, Mm -hmm. and so just today when I was scrolling down, it it showed the real names of all the queens in the chart and also their ages. Kennedy is another one. She says she's like 31 (laughs) or something like that. And I was like, "When? Fifteen years oh, ago? Oh, please! That bitch is not below 40. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna look it up right now. Yep.
1: I I am so. I'm tired of two things. Number one, I'm tired of Kennedy because I don't believe that she has anything left to offer. She hasn't given us anything that's it, other than excuses uh, the entire season. But I'm so tired of the little triplet joke that Rue makes every season. It's like in this season it's you know Newark laGuardia Kennedy. It's like I forget what it it was last night something Rome Milan was one season, and it's like she just seems to have these 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 fallback triplet things, and those people tend to stay tend to stay around far longer than they should just because uh so she can
0: do that joke I guess Kennedy Davenport, real name Reuben asbury jr age thirty three no. Bullshit. She's forty-three.
2: Bullshit. Was that on Wikipedia? You know you can change your Wikipedia, right?
0: Exactly. Because were you on the show, Donna? We talked about how Ginger claims she's twenty-nine. Mm-hmm. No, no, she wasn't. That was last week when she oh, was gone. That was last week. Yeah, G- uh, Ginger claims to be twenty-nine, Donna.
2: Bullshit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If I don't she's
2: know. twenty-nine, then I'm a supermodel for Milan. <laughs>
0: London, Paris, Paris, Milan. Milan. Exactly. After the judges were done deliberating, Rue called the girls back onto the main stage to announce the final two.
5: Kennedy Davenport, your round-the-way girl could have used more twirl. I'm sorry, my dear, but you are up for elimination. Katya, I'm sorry, my dear, but you are up for elimination. Two queens stand before me, ladies. This is your last chance to impress me and save yourself from elimination. The time has come. For you to lip sync for your life.
0: Good luck, and don't fuck it up. We didn't really get to this. Donna, did you feel that the Kennedy evaluation was uh, accurate? Do you think that she got the right evaluation?
2: No, um, because Rue said that they think that she's creative, and I disagree.
1: (laughs) I know that Kennedy is... I
2: think that she is a pageant queen, and she's boring. It... That typical pageant queen look is so boring, and it's the same looks. Like, there is no originality. And when she had to be original, she gave you this shitty shit, and her death look is the epitome of her. her, That's her original. Throw a bunch of shit, have nothing for it. That's what she calls original. It's not.
1: Yeah, I think uh, Kennedy is just, like I said, I don't think we can see anything new from her. She was actually really upset during Untucked that Santino said he wanted to see something more from her. Because she's like, that, the challenge was, was for me. She, like She was just very angry about that. Like, you know, the challenge was is that you had to be yourself. And this is me. I am, j- this is what I do. I put ribbons on my dress. And it's like, you know, it's like basically, so you're just basically saying you're boring. Okay, great. That's great. I'm glad it's you. But you shouldn't be America's next drag superstar if you're boring.
0: Now, going back to this clip, Daniel, if you had your way, who would have been in the final two? Pearl Be, be really honest based on the challenge.
1: Okay. Based on the challenge, and I will justify this, Pearl, Pearl and Kennedy should have been the bottom two. Pearl because okay. her Hello Kitty best friend was the least amount of work done on any of them. She basically, as I said, you could see almost the entire outfit that she was given. All she did was throw a, a kimono over it and a bikini on it. Um, she did nothing else. She did makeup on the face or, you know, painted the face, but, and put a wig on it. But basically you could see she didn't make a dress. She didn't like, she just put a bikini on. So that was just kind of right. But her, she walked out on that stage in a fucking slanket. That was the worst. It's like, yeah, Katia, maybe I, maybe people didn't understand what she was going for or whatever, but it wasn't walking out on the stage in a fucking slanket. That was just, it was a horrible look. It was stupid looking. It's like if you're going to do that because they had all of those different beach towels there that she was using, or those different blankets, then then use multiple and make a pattern because it just looked disjointed. It looked asymmetrical, and it looked like someone took a blanket, you know, like a, a blanket and cut holes in it. That's all it looked like.
2: It really looked like she was wearing a snuggie with with the sleeves cut off. Right.
1: But if you're going to do that, then cut it in such a way that the Hello Kitty logo is aligned on the front and then, you know, or maybe use two of them to like kind of stitch them together down the center so that you have, you know, dueling Hello Kitty. You know, there's just a way to make it look prettier than she did.
2: I do agree with, I, someone had said, this is the, kind, I don't remember if it was Kennedy or Ginger said that this is the kind of outfit that only someone her size could wear. Am, am I crazy? Does anyone remember that? I don't remember Yeah, I that. think,
0: was, I think like a Ginger quote.
2: And and it really is. It's an outfit someone with absolutely no shape could wear and get away with. Um, if you were like Ginger, couldn't wear that because she'd look like a fat dude in a snuggie. Right.
1: Anyway, mm-hmm. I I I just I think Kennedy and Pearl should have been the bottom two.
0: With Pearl going home.
1: Or Kennedy. Either one.
0: Fuck you, Daniel. <laughs> Fuck you. I frankly
2: I was so torn. I, I said from the very beginning that Kennedy should have been on the bottom. Um, but I really I didn't see Katia being the other one. I, I I don't really know who I saw as the other bottom, but I knew that this Daniel. was Kennedy's week to go home.
0: I if coffee. it was between me and Pearl, I would definitely be on the bottom.
1: Well, I mean, let's be let's be honest here, Donna. You really only have so uh, Violet won the challenge, so you really only have two choices, right? It's either if it's not caught yet, then there's only two people left. It's either Ginger or Pearl. Those are the only two people left.
2: See, I, I, I guess I then I if if I'm looking at it that way, I guess I have to agree with Daniel because if I'm looking at the amount of work and effort done to create an outfit, Pearl did the least amount of work. But, but that comes into me looking at it, not on the runway, but looking at it from watching the episode, which we know does not happen that way. Now, if I'm purely looking at the runway, I guess I, I kind of have to put Katya in the bottom because of how kind of boring her look is and how the wig didn't go with the bottom and all that that they said.
0: Well, according to Michelle... She only sees what's on the runway. She doesn't get to know these queens at all until she sees them on um, what you pack in or on the road. So, uh, and she knows nothing about them. This is according to Michelle. So, Rebecca Romaine and Michelle, at least, had no clue what they're seeing. So, how would they know that Katya didn't do any work on the look? True. No, Uh, Not not Katya, I'm sorry, Pearl.
2: No, no, I I understand what you're saying, which I totally get. At the same time, the decision of who leaves, if you look at the fine print at the end of Every single reality show you ever watch that yeah. isn't 100% done by the audience, yeah, it's the, the, the producers, producers have a a, a, a a say in who gets sent home. This is that example of like where the producers had a say. We know that for sure.
0: I can't take credit for this, but uh, uh, style uh, gurus Tom and Lorenzo have called RuPaul's Drag Race a variety show masquerading as a reality show. Which I kind of agree with.
1: But I think that was the whole, the original point of Drag Race was to make fun of the genre of reality shows, like to do a kind of a drag thing on it, right? It was, it was supposed to be over the top. It was supposed to have silly little challenges. And somehow along its, its, you know, seven year arc, it has lost the fact that it was supposed to be a joke, right? It's supposed to take itself with a wink and a nod. And it's, yeah. you know, it's trying to take itself too seriously
2: well because it got popular and when you get popular like that unfortunately you start taking yourself way too fucking seriously because you want to stay on the top
0: i don't anyway move on after the judges were done deliberating rude called the girls back onto them oh i did that one katya and kennedy go face off in the uh, best lip sync battle this season that's my opinion but in the end one person had to go home i've made my decision
5: kennedy davenport shantae you stay Bitches better beware. Thank you. <laughs> you. may join the other girls. Thank you. <laughs> Tatia, you may doubt yourself sometimes, but I have no doubt that you are a star, and a hammer, and a sickle. Now, sachet
4: away. I don't know all the words to express how insanely fucking grateful I am. Uh, of course, I don't want to go home, but I don't have any regrets. Regret is a dish that's served cold. No, that's revenge. Fuck. Um, please stay tuned for my one woman show, Love Stories from My Vagina. That means my diaphragm just fill out. when you, you pick it up for me?
0: So sad. Yeah, Daniel. Now I know you like to always report to us. What was the re- what was the mood in the bar? What was the reaction in the bar when they announced she was gone?
1: It w- it was the same. It was it was a shock. There was a moment after they said uh, Kennedy, Sasha, you know, uh, whatever Kennedy, Shantae, you stay. That I think one or two people said like, "Oh, they're both safe." And so there was a moment, of fleeting hope from the bar that you know maybe this was just a non-elimination week that they were both going to be safe.
2: I, I thought that myself.
1: But yeah, when they said it was it was crazy in the bar, it was it was it was you know I mean there's only 20 of us here in New Haven, so I'm sure the the bar uh, up in Madison or any any other place that has a huge crowd, um, right, Katya's is out of Boston. I'm sure the Boston bars were going insane. Uh,
0: I was uh, I was disappointed. You know, I really wanted to see Katya go all the way. I had her in the final three, and so. That is too bad. But I think it's, go, it's going the way uh, people had theorized mm-hmm. online that, you know, Kennedy's going to go far and Ginger, we know, is going to be the top three. So I think it's going to be Ginger, Violet and uh, Katya. So you think no, no, I'm sorry, Ginger, Violet and Kennedy,
1: Ginger, Violet and Kennedy. So you think that Pearl is gone next week? Yes. This is what I this is what annoys me the most. If Ginger or Pearl leave, then it just it just reinforces this theory. Why were they such major narrative voices? Why? Why are Kennedy and Violet such unknowns to me? Kennedy and Violet are just two vanilla pudding, boring fucking queens to me because I haven't heard anything from them all season. And I know- they're boring. But you know what? Then that's their job to ask better questions to make them less boring or to tone down the other things. Or for for at the very least, don't take Trixie Mattel's every single narrative voice and use a Kennedy or a Violet uh, quote instead so that I somehow feel like I'm connected to the final three people because I don't at this point. I feel-
0: Well, you know about Courtney Act- Courtney Act was boring. No, actually, Courtney Act wasn't boring. No, she wasn't. No, 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 no. But not as a drag queen. Not as a drag queen. No, no. But remember about, I remember her. What's her life story? I, what's Courtney Act's story?
1: I don't care about her story. I'm talking about the narrative voice of that season.
0: What was her narrative voice in season six? She what did. Was Courtney Act's she was. Voice?
1: She was one of the main narrators of that season. She was sitting there, and it's like she and and, uh, and Bianca had this little back and forth kind of a thing. But yet they both, like, they were both a major narrative. If you went back to last season and pulled out who did the narration. For that, you know. Well, Violet's
0: on there a fair amount. You're right; they don't use Kennedy a lot, but Violet is on there a fair amount.
1: Violet is on there a fair amount. I probably more than I realize. However, it's just she's getting overshadowed by the more, you know, by the by the better queens uh, as far as narration goes, like by by the Katyas and the Trixies of the world. And it's like then it's incumbent upon the editors to say, you know what? Then I have to pull back on that because my job here is to make the audience connect right? It's like, they don't know that Trixie said this amazing thing. And if I don't play it, then they'll never know that Trixie said this amazing thing. And so they're not going to miss it.
0: No, but then you have this dilemma which is okay you know that you know what happens in the show they the editors don't get it till the whole show's done filmed right so they know what happens and they have to create this story out of it but if you have a person like kennedy kennedy's a perfect example here who's just boring in these confessionals who gives you nothing you have to ask yourself well i know she's gonna be in the top three or even top because we know for sure she's in the top four so she's gonna be around for a long time but she's fucking boring as sin. do i have an interesting show
1: no, yeah. I, no, I'm going to disagree with you there because remember they do these confessionals every couple of days so they know who's still there. So it's like if if Kennedy isn't giving me enough and she's still there after five shows, like after five confessionals, she's still there and she's still not giving me interesting stuff, then it's incumbent upon them to start at make her sit her ass into no, that but- chair until she does give you something. It's like then ask better questions, probe at her, get her, get her angry, take her quotes out of fucking context. I don't know they, we know for a fact. Because I've heard this uh, and read it online, and, and and I've heard it also. It's like they do confessionals every other day,
0: right? Yeah, no, I'm not. Disagreeing but but with they it. but
1: they're required to wear the exact same outfit every time, yeah. so that they can mix and match them. So it's like you knew. that I mean, you had Kennedy there longer than the rest of them. So if if she didn't give you good stuff, then it's incumbent upon you as a production person to sit down and go. You know what? Back in episode two, let's talk about that for a second, Kennedy. You know, there was a moment where uh, you you know looked at Violet and said that you wanted to stick your fist up her ass. Tell me about that. It's just I something mean, I
0: do that but then the editors don't get the show till the show's done but they they're not get, editing but, but they, they get they go.
1: all of but no they are yeah. they're not editing but they have this is the pool of what they have to pull from so the production people that are asking those questions are part of the editing team they're, they're part of the team meetings to sit down and go yes well we're, we're gonna we're we've got this narration we need to ask we need to set this narration right they ask all the queens the same narrative questions right
0: yeah
1: joe tell me uh what we did today but tell me in a way you know use create a sentence where I didn't ask you the question, right? Today we got this mini challenge and, you know, and then Rue came in and blah, blah, blah. Right. It's like they, they ask every single queen that same thing. So they have, you know, at the beginning of the season, 15 different versions of every single piece of narration that we hear.
0: Yeah. But what I'm telling you is I think to give the editors a little bit of credit, they have to work with what they're dealt you know, and look here's the other thing too. Here's the other thing too. Kennedy's not super cute as a boy. Notice that they put a lot of cute boys on this year. So Fame had a lot of narrated a lot. Violet. Whoa, man. whoa,
2: whoa, whoa, whoa! I gotta step in at this point. Ginger has had entirely too much airtime. Ginger's Talking funny. about.
0: Ginger's funny. Yeah, that's a fine line. She give well. I'll, I'll, I'll phrase it. Ginger gives them sound bites. I mean, we don't know what God. We don't know what Kennedy was giving them.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know? I don't like Ginger, but I connect with her at least. I, do, I connect with her in a negative way, but I connect with her, you know what I'm saying? I, I understand that I expected her to be in the top three because of her prevalence in the narration. It's just that, you know, the rest of them, I'm kind of, really? I was like, Pearl, I, I think, do. gets more narration than Violet, which is why I'd be shocked if if Pearl... I just... I just don't. If Kennedy goes this past week, if Kennedy goes this next week, then I can maybe buy a final three of Kennedy. I mean, of of uh, Ginger Pearl and Violet from the from a narration standpoint, from a feeling that I kind of know these people.
2: But it's like I don't, ladies need... and gentlemen, uh, our our wonderful listeners. This is why I don't talk about behind the scenes because we see <laughs> what this last five minutes of arguing has led to. Right. It's because you're taking into account. The producers and the editing to make the decision. Let's what? look at it purely from what we've seen. Let's just imagine that everything we've seen has been absolutely true, and this is what we're seeing. Who is the top three?
1: Trick, tricksy, ignore all Trixie, Trixie, Katya, and Ginger
2: from this episode. <laughs> so this episode, what is left? Who is your top three? Who's going home next week?
1: Flaze da scooby-doo and i like i said i i could i I, kennedy kennedy has to go i i i can only see the top three at this point in my mind i can only see the top three at this point as violet pearl and and ginger
0: if i absolutely agree i agree with you i agree with you i have a yeah okay but then we're getting into like non what the show's presenting so yeah all right let's go to email daniel
1: Oh, okay, let's do that. Uh, we got our first email from Gravitist, who writes the subject line in Russian. I had to uh, go and do a translate on it. It was dosvedanya. Uh I thought for sure Katya was going to be in the top three. Team Violet! Exclamation point. By the way, I think Joe Batance mentioned in the last episode that the thunder and lightning was new... However, watch previous seasons. It's not new. There was a conspiracy theory last year in relation, which every drag queen received a lightning strike, got to stay while the other sashayed away. And then he gives us a YouTube clip. Should I play the YouTube clip? I don't know if I should.
0: I don't know. What what I was talking about, what I meant, it it, it is relatively new. It's not before season six. I don't know. Because people at home don't know this, but uh, while you pull it up on YouTube, people at home don't know this, but uh, I made like a little Joe Batanz lip syncs to Rue, uh, doing the Lip Sync for Your Life announcement. Mm-hmm. And that was from season five. And Which I is hysterical by the way. Thank you. And I didn't cut anything. I mean, the thunderclap just not in it. All right. So.
1: so the first four episodes from season six of RuPaul's Dragway uses a lightning thunder effect on the queen going into the lip sync. Who wins that episode? Four episodes makes it seem not by chance. So apparently whoever gets the lightning strike is the one that leaves. So this is a 35 second clip. The time
5: has come. That's to Lip Sync. Or Nisha, for your, you for your life. The time has come. So, Darian Lake. We should lip sync. For your life. The time has
0: come. We should lip sync.
1: For oh, your- it's the one that gets the. that that went
0: home so so having watched so they were obviously very conscious of that now having watched these a million times to pull the clips Mm. they always do a master shot from far away uh when they do the lightning and the thunderbolt and the round they're never on the queen It's always from up above yeah whenever they do it
1: all right uh and then grievous says keep it up you guys uh thank you gravitas okay all right uh, by the way, thank you, Gravitas. It's the first email we gotten from you, so thank you for that. Uh, our next one comes from Musing Mark, who says, Say it ain't so. Hi, guys. In Drag Becomes Him, the new documentary about Jinx Monsoon, Jinx says that all three girls in the top three are crowned at the finale, so nobody who attends the recording of the finale knows who won. The true winner is only revealed when the finale is broadcast. Joe, you attended the finale of last year's Drag Race. Can this be true?
0: To me, oh,
1: this is what he says. I didn't know okay. this, so it's not that common. Uh, to me, this oh, okay. sucks Sorry. because when we watch the final episode, the announcement of the winner is a phony moment because the Queen doesn't really know if they've won or
0: not. What do you think, Musing Mark? Uh, yes, it's true. Uh, not only do... Okay. Well, can I... I, I can, okay. Go ahead.
2: I can say that I, we've known about this since the season with uh, Sharon Needles, uh, because Sharon Needles did go on an interview and and said this to everyone. Then, um, the reason why it looked like she didn't give a shit when she was announced as the winner is because she was the last one in that three. Uh, the first one, um, so they did like they did that ending three different times. She was the last one, and by the last one, she just couldn't pretend to give a shit. But then that's the one, obviously, because she won.
0: Yeah, so last year what they did was, uh, they do it, They did it last year they did it four times. So they did a version where Bianca won, where um, Courtney won, and when Adore won. But there was also a fourth time when they did it where there was a co-queen, and it was uh, uh, Bianca and Adore shared the crown. And what's funny is they even, they do the whole thing. It's not just, you would think it would, that they would just, do like, we're just going to crown you and they cut in the re- No, <laughs> they do the whole thing from the commercial to the end. So all the queens come down and congratulate them and there's confetti and they're crying and they walk up and down and then they reset. They really, they come and out they, and
1: vacuum up the confetti and shit.
0: I think they just assume you're not going to notice. So then they reset <laughs> it. They reset it and then, then it goes. Now it's Bianca, and then they say Bianca wins. Bianca Del Rio wins, and everyone goes crazy. And then all the queens come down and congratulate her, and the the pit crew dances. And then they do it again. So what's funny though is, and um, it's something that's it. it and I'll bring this up again in a little bit. In a little bit, but when you're live, and they definitely when they air it, they um. They do something with the audio, but there were definite favorite queens, and so Bianca Del Rio. I mean, the roar in the theater was only beaten by when RuPaul first came out, and so when Bianca, whenever Bianca, so when Bianca's finale when she was crowned, it was genuine because everybody really, really wanted her to win. Like for instance, with Courtney, people were just like, oh, clap, 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 clap. Not that no one wanted Courtney, but they all wanted Bianca. So uh, the roar was, you know, deafening in the theater. So I, I will say it's close. To, I mean, they wanted Bianca to win. And, and so it was pretty close to what it would probably have been like if they would have just crowned her. But yeah, so they do it for, They did four last year. And so it's actually kind of annoying.
1: So here's the question, Joe Patance. Yeah. Are you willing to take the bullet for the team? It means that we would not be able to like this week we had to uh record on Wednesday night instead of Tuesday night. Uh, so we were a day later going out. And next week we would have to do the same thing if you were to go to the finale.
0: Yeah, if there's still tickets, um I'll look. I looked like a, over a week ago and I was thinking about it. If I'm just going by myself, I imagine you can always find a one ticket, you know. Right. So, uh um yeah, I'd be willing to go. It was it was very very interesting. The only problem is I mean, I didn't know last year that it was going to be 8 hours. So
1: again, adding I, adding another 2 hours
0: no, I didn't. It's two out. It was two hours in line and six hours of tape. And um, so I, I'll eat before I go. <laughs> you're there for a long time. <laughs> take right? a snack.
1: Take a uh, snack, yeah. girl.
0: I'll take a snack. But uh, other than that, I mean, it was okay. I mean, it's just there's a lot of downtime, you know, because they're resetting. Like even like I think the last hour and a half was just crowning the queen. Yeah. You know, because they do the whole thing. They got to reset it. It's a whole big. Giant spiel. I mean,
1: if you yeah, don't, if you don't want to go, I understand because that is just a huge chunk out of your life, and and I get it. I will make some some predictions if you do go. I think the loudest applause, just in general, are going to be for Trixie, Katya, and probably Ginger. I
0: think that's that's Trixie, Katya, Ginger. Oh, I think Pearl will get a lot of applause. Pearl's pretty popular, believe it or not. Um, I think actually a lot of them will get. I think a lot of the top ones will get. Like be, here's the deal. I'll, I'm going to go the opposite. It's going to be really sad for like Tempest and Candy Ho and, uh, Miss, Mrs. Kasha Davis and, you know, uh, like
1: Jasmine Masters. I would be Jasmine surprised Masters, if Jasmine didn't yeah. get booze, actually.
0: It's going to be, it's going to like, for instance, last year. Well, last year was a little weird. So last year, you know, the, you know, Michelle announces the Queens as they come down and, um, it it was it was noticeable because they get some smattering of applause, you know, because they're there and they're doing it for TV. But, you know, Vivacious was actually really popular. Even though she went home early, right, she was actually really, really popular. So it would be like, um, I don't remember who went home first last year, but whoever went home first last year. And then Vivacious <laughs> came out and people went ape shit. And then it went right back down. Yeah. To like whoever the next person was. So like, you know, uh uh what's the not honey mahogany, but one of those Dumb yeah. queens like that, you know. And so, uh, yeah, So that'll be interesting. Yeah, but like I told you, I'm going to take notes uh, this year. And then at the finale taping, I'll discuss what's in those notes. I'll just tell you on Wednesday whether it was good or not.
1: Oh, so you won't even tell us next week.
0: I'll tell you limited things. I mean, I won't tell you, like, I'll, I'll be careful about what I say. Uh, like other, Mostly for spoiler reasons. I don't want to spoil anything. Like, for instance, last year I would have spoiled that, uh, who was the girl who used to lift her boobs? She got married. Yeah. Would you want me to spoil something like that? I'm still oh. going to watch it, regardless. What was her name? Girl that used to lift her boobs. She was from, I think, Boston, too. Wah, wah. I don't remember her name. Remember, she got married on stage? <laughs> it shows you how we're so invested in one year, <laughs> and then the, the following year, we completely forget who they are. Uh, who? Are we going to remember who uh, Mrs. Kasha Davis is in a year?
1: There's always time for a cocktail. Oh, speaking Which, of that,
0: speaking of it that. It was called back, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, Well, not only was it called back, but here's my question about uh, uh, Untucked, which I know we, we don't, we no longer talk about Untucked in a, as a full episode. However, it bugs me that Pearl is drinking what appears to be water, but yet keeps referring to it as a cocktail. So I'm wondering, what, what, does she just not like cranberry or something? Is she like maybe drinking a vodka tonic or, or something? Because-
0: but it, I thought Pearl's also a, a recovering- person, no, isn't she? No, because oh, she not? keeps
1: talking about how she needs an, her cocktail and let's go grab my cocktail. Oh, thank God my cocktail's here. And, you know, and, and I noticed it this time oh, that it did have a, a lime on it.
0: Wait a minute. I may have an answer here. If it is a cranberry cocktail, I may have an answer. Yes. As someone who used to be on Prozac, mm-hmm. when you're on a psychotropic drug, you cannot have anything with cranberry in it. Uh-huh. You, so if you, she's on some you sort can't of psychotropic listen, drug.
1: You can't even listen to the cranberries.
0: Yeah. It's like on the radio. Yeah, you can't even, like, um you, you cannot let it linger. Right. Okay? You're not even allowed to let it linger. If so that, anyway, If that
1: shows up on your Pandora, you will go you into siege. You fucking totally
0: it. went there. You just <laughs> totally went there. Yeah. So, anyway, um, you can't have anything with cranberries in it because it, there's something with the chemically with the cranberry that makes the medicine too powerful. So, you can't have anything with cranberries in it. Um, oh, no, 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 wait. That's grapefruit. <laughs> no, it might be cranberries. It might be cranberries too. I remember I couldn't have grapefruit. Sorry, it was grapefruit.
1: Joe, Joe there's no need to argue.
0: Yeah, is that a cranberry song?
1: <laughs> That's an album title.
0: <laughs> oh, you know, I think it was grapefruit. Now that I think about it, I think you can have maybe you can have cranberry. I don't know. Now I, I just shot my own theory down.
2: Excellent. I, so I if, you're
0: at, if you're in psychotropic drugs, I think you can still have cranberries. Utter,
2: now that you've utterly confused all of us. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, thank you for joining us for another recap of RuPaul's Drag Race. Visit our website at pride48.com RDRR where you can find all of our contact information, leave us a comment, and find all of our old episodes. So, until next week, for Daniel Brewer, Donna Sugars, Hello Kitty, and myself.
2: Sashay away. Until next week. Bye, kitty girls.